It's the Sleep Well, Stay Well podcast. Here we go with Malia Jacobson as your host. Hello and welcome to the Sleep Well, Stay Well podcast. I'm your host, sleep and health journalist, Malia Jacobson. I hope you are doing well as we round out the month of October and head into election week. It is a stressful time for many of us, and I hope that today's episode can help. My guest today is Myra Godfrey. She's a best-selling author, TEDx, and motivational speaker and creator of The Well Method for Purpose-Filled Healthy Living. After healing herself naturally from debilitating fibromyalgia, Myra developed the Well Method to teach others the four cornerstones of a healthy, purpose-driven life. She's a great resource that has so much to share about how we can feel better, feel more vibrant, feel more healthy, and get more rest during this stressful season of life. So let's get her on the call. Just a minute. Hello, Myra. Thank you so much for joining me today. How are you? I'm doing great. Thank you so much for having me. Yeah, that's great to speak with you again. I am really excited to be reading through um, an advanced copy of your book, The Soul of Purpose. It is such a neat resource, especially for this time that we're in right now, although I know that you wrote it before everything that has happened in 2020. It just seems so perfectly suited for this year. Can you talk about that? And is that something that you're hearing from other people as well? Oh, absolutely. Yes, yes, and yes. Uh, You're completely right. That book was completed well before COVID hit, but I cannot think of a more perfect time for the book to be coming out because this is the resource that we need right now. People need to understand how to better find and connect with their purpose, how to cultivate a healthy mindset. There's so much stress and anxiety due to COVID, due to the elections, just everything that's going on in the world. We need these resources now in order to stay physically, mentally, and emotionally healthy. Absolutely. And your book does such a great job of highlighting the connections between those different aspects of health, which I think people sometimes view on different tracks, but they Mm -hmm. are, of course, so interconnected. So first, I wanted to back up a little bit. You have such an interesting background. How did you get started in the world of wellness? Well, I started my career as a research scientist, actually. I was studying cell and molecular biology, working in immunology field, and it was really enjoyable to me. But I got diagnosed with fibromyalgia, and for me, it was absolutely debilitating to the point to where it caused me to lose everything in my life. I lost my job. My husband divorced me. I was separated from my kids. I had to declare bankruptcy. My home was foreclosed on. And the icing on that cake was that Western allopathic medicine couldn't make me better. In fact, everything that they tried made me worse. So I was forced to find natural ways to heal myself. And that meant thinking outside of the box, thinking of unconventional approaches. So I really looked towards mind-body wellness as a platform for that. And after some trial and error, I was able to find approaches that worked for me. Right. And I saw in the intro to your book that you mentioned Dr. Jacob Teitelbaum, who I have interviewed multiple times, and he's actually a previous guest on this podcast. He is great. 
So yeah, um, he's wonderful. I wish I had had his resources when I was still suffering from fibromyalgia because that would have been great. But oh, yeah, okay. so I, I thought I think, maybe he was part of your journey there because I know that's his no. specialty. Uh, unfortunately, not. I wish he was. I I didn't connect with him until fairly recently. But given that we're both strong advocates about natural approaches for overcoming fibromyalgia and chronic diseases, uh, I love his work and everything that he's putting out into the world. Yes, yes, he is great. Now, your book centers on the well method. Um, can you give us an overview of that and the steps that you outline in the book? Uh, yeah, absolutely. So well is an acronym to where W stands for work-life harmony, E stands for expect or enable excellence, and the two L's are live your purpose and come from a place of love and not fear. So the thing that I like about this is that it's really teaching people how to cultivate a healthy mindset. And these are four cornerstones of that. The thing that I think is my favorite is the expect and enable excellence, because that's all about what are you doing for yourself each and every day that's enabling you to have a healthy mindset and therefore a healthy body. I think we all get so wrapped up in the things that we can't do that it's really sometimes difficult to see everything that we can do and all of the small things that create synergy in life that just enable us to succeed. Like maybe it's something simple like having a cup of tea in the morning, right? Well, tea has theanine. It's a compound which helps you to relax. That can be a wonderful thing so that you don't get too stressed out at your work. Tea has also been shown to have antimicrobial and antiviral properties. So this is something that's helping you relax if you have a caffeinated tea, it's helping give you a little bit of energy and it also has those antimicrobial properties. So that's what I mean about synergy. Like you're doing one thing, but you're benefiting multiple aspects of your life at the same time from one simple action. So sometimes it is just the small, simple things we do that can make a, a huge profound difference in our day and our life. Right, absolutely. And I love a good multitask. So I love that example. Yeah, so how absolutely. Do, how does sleep rest and renewal play into all of this? Oh man, sleep is huge. I mean, if you are not getting a good night's sleep, it's gonna be very hard for your body to go back into a self-healing mechanism and to feel alive and rejuvenated and to stay mentally and emotionally healthy. It's going to definitely impact your neurotransmitter support in the body. It's gonna impact your microbiome. Uh, and it, it's going to have lasting impacts on your overall physical health and wellness. So I, I can't say enough about the importance of getting a good night's sleep. Right. And early in the pandemic, I, I heard from a lot of people that they were sleeping more. Um, they were catching up on rest. People were feeling mm -hmm. pretty good in that area, maybe not necessarily sticking to a sleep routine. So there were some issues there, but definitely catching up on sleep. Now I'm not hearing that as much anymore. I'm feeling that people are busier, more strained, more tired, whatever kind of benefit there was to sort of catching up on sleep um, as some of our activities changed early in the pandemic. Seems, I don't know, I don't know about you. I'm just not hearing that as much anymore. I'm not hearing that people are feeling rested and, and good. <laughs> as things go Probably on. not. I, I think I've been taking extra time the past two weeks in particular to make sure I go to bed early and get more rest. But I think that's because there is this general feeling of being more fatigued. I think with more people working from home now, 
uh, if you're not accustomed to working from home, people often don't know how to create good boundaries or that work-life harmony that we spoke about in the well method. And so that can make it uh, really difficult to get the rest that you need to set the boundaries to where your mind has the time to unwind at the end of the day. And people just generally don't feel good because of that. Right. Yeah, I think, um, you know, I wanted to talk to you specifically about kind of emotional fatigue that I think is setting in right now. I think we're in this strange phase of life that is going on much longer than many of us expected. Back in the spring, yep. we had more daylight. We had the summer to look forward to. Many areas we had better weather. And now we're on the other side of that. Where yeah, that's so true, right? And we're I'm heading into City. the dark season. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm like and right it's... in the brunt of it. And things are not open here yet. Like despite what people are saying, they're like, oh yeah, stores and gyms and stuff are open. Well, the reality of that, it's not true here. I mean, yes, no, more it's places not. are open, but uh, my gyms, the big gyms in general are not open. You still have to wait 30 to 45 minutes in line just to get into your local Trader Joe's or Whole Foods or, you know, whatever grocery store you're going to. Movie theaters aren't open. Broadway is closed till next summer. There, there's really very few things that you can do, and it's starting to get very cold and dreary outside. So, yeah, people are so emotionally fatigued. And we need resources in order to stay uh, happy and healthy mentally, emotionally, and then that is going to impact your physical health, especially as we go into winter when there's less sunlight and people are getting prone to seasonal affective disorder. Right. Yeah, that's that's what I'm, you know, and I try not to dwell on the future and tr try to stay in the present, but that is something that I've been thinking quite a bit about is heading into this darker season None of us expected this to go on this long. And now we don't have that extra sunlight to buoy our moods and, and our well-being. And we're just heading into this season of, of really dark, cold weather for many of us. And just, you know, with the election right around the corner. And mm -hmm. I think that there's just this sense of kind of emotional and spiritual and physical fatigue that's just setting in for a lot of us. And for, this is a marathon, not a sprint. Like we're not done yet. So no, we have to save our done. resources. So I wanted to ask about that. And, you mm -hmm. know, I think there was this big, you know, big push towards self-improvement early in the pandemic with people saying, okay, if I have some extra time, I'm going to use that time to sleep more. I'm going to start meditating. I'm going to start journaling. I'm going to take better care of myself. And now there's less energy just quite simply yeah. for those types of things. How can people continue to take good care of themselves if they're running on fumes emotionally and physically at this stage in the game? I think it's really important how you called out that we are going to be having less sunlight here very soon. The days are getting shorter, but have you ever heard of sun gazing? No, I haven't. So it's actually a process where you look directly at the sun and the only safe times to do that are within 15 to 30 minutes right after the sun comes up or 15 to 30 minutes before the sun goes down. But in those times, you can actually look directly at the sun. So this gives you more energy. It gives you more prana. It actually helps the body to create more melatonin so that you get a better night's sleep. Uh, it's it's pretty amazing. It like allows the body to take in the nutrients directly that it needs, and it can have a pretty profound impacts. Like it can give you energy, boost your energy, and also help you get a better night's sleep. 
Like think about how you feel if you spent a day at the beach, you know, you tend right. to feel tired because mm-hmm. you've been out in the sun, but you also just feel like, wow, this is amazing. You can get that just from 30 to 45 seconds of sun gazing a day. So, okay. Um, the timing sounds pretty important. <laughs> the timing is extremely so, important. Like, okay. It has to be, I, I would recommend if you've never done it before, wait until the 15 minute window, right when the sun rises or the 15 minute window before it sets. So make sure that you look up in your time zone. What time is the sun setting tonight? So if the sun is setting at 7.30 PM, that means you don't start your sun gazing until 7.15 or 7.20. And you start okay, small, so you can start with 10 seconds, I'm, but it has, it's like, I, I'm all about practical wellness and what can we do that's very simple and to the point, not gonna take a lot of time and have a really profound impact. Sun gazing is one of those things. You can literally take 10 to 30 seconds to do this and you are going to notice a difference. Great, wonderful. Thank you for outlining that. There's a pretty significant parts of your book about meditation. Um, are you seeing more interest in meditation right now? I'm definitely hearing more about it this year or certainly maybe more toward the beginning of the year. Um, yeah, absolutely. Starting a meditation practice. I, I think that people are more interested in it because they're realizing that their life needs to have a change in it. And they're not really certain how to go about doing that. But meditation is one of those things that can improve your health. It can improve your mindset, your mood. And so it's kind of like this catch-all for everything good. And people recognize that and they want to incorporate more of that into their life. Uh, I have noticed though, that people still have a difficulty figuring out what is going to be the best approach for them to meditate. So this is something that I'm actually very passionate about teaching people is how to identify your own type, your constitution, how to understand how to use your your talents, your gifts, and your strengths to find the sort of meditation techniques that are going to work for you and how to start doing stuff in your day-to-day life beforehand that's going to make it more effective when you sit to meditate. Okay, so can you talk a little bit more about that, finding the type of meditation that works for you? Because I hear so many people say, like I tried meditation, it doesn't work for me, or I'm terrible at meditation. I know I used to feel like I was just somebody who couldn't do it. And I definitely had to find ways, you know, I have a short attention Mm -hmm. span. I had to start very small and, you know, I had to use timers and I had to find ways that felt approachable to me. Um, Yes. Can you talk a little bit about that? Because so many people just feel like meditation is not for them, or they feel like they are particularly bad at it or just can't get the hang of it. A lot of the work that I do focuses around the five elements that we find in Ayurveda or traditional Chinese medicine. So when you understand your constitution from a five element approach, it also helps you to understand how you relate to each of those five elements. And those elements are connected to our sense perceptions. So for example, I have a lot of earth, a lot of fire, and a lot of space in my constitution, practically no water and air. So air element connects with breathing and breath work. So because I don't have a lot of air in my constitution, I really dislike doing techniques that are really focused on breath work. But because fire element is strong in my constitution, that connects with a sense of sight. I really gravitate towards meditations where I can do a visualization as a part of that or a space element, which connects to sound things that involve mantra or music. These things are very powerful to me. If I'm combining a visual, visual visualization 
with something that involves mantra or music, that's like one of the most powerful ways for me to be effective in meditating because I am literally leveraging my constitutional strengths based on that five element approach. So it really can help you to hone into finding the sort of things that are going to work for you and to understand one, why they work and why other things don't work. Okay, got it. And so when you talk about, you know, you said that you don't enjoy breath work. I don't particularly enjoy breath work either. If you don't enjoy something, does that, is that kind of permission to just sort of set that aside and not pursue yeah, that? Or is that, that is permission to set that aside and not pursue it because you can find something that you really do gravitate towards and that you're highly effective at. The, the thing is, it's going to be very difficult to cultivate a routine doing something that you don't enjoy. This is why people, True. they set New Year's resolutions, their resolutions fail. It's because they're trying to do something that they don't really enjoy doing. And most people, they don't even take time to do one thing a day that they do enjoy. So if we right. can start to focus our life around this notion of what is actually going to help me feel more fulfilled, can I, what can I do that's leveraging my talents and my strengths and my inclinations? If you built your life according to that, you would start to see these profound changes whether that is in how you choose to organize your space and what you keep and what you don't keep around you or how you structure your meditation practice. Uh, all of these things, like they, they seem very small and subtle, but they're really not because they connect in with everything that we do. And so if you're going to start a meditation routine, it should be one that you really enjoy so that you can stay consistent with it because consistency is the name of the game in meditation and mindfulness. That is how you rewrite the subconscious mind. It doesn't happen unless you're able to be consistent over long periods of time. They say it takes 40 days just to break a habit and six months of doing something daily consistently to form a new habit. So consistency is crucial and we're human, which means we're not perfect. If it's not something you like doing, six months of doing something every day, that's gonna be very challenging. Right, right. It is just too easy to find ways to not do things that you don't want to do. Absolutely. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. So start small, start with something that you enjoy, start with something that resonates with you and you're more apt to stick with these things and enjoy the process. Thank you. Okay, good. So setting aside breath work for now, I can use that time yes. for something else. <laughs> Set aside breath work and like focus. Uh, maybe you would like something like that's visualization based or even like water based. I mean, there's so many uh, different like water element things that people don't utilize as a part of their healing practice, which could be extremely, extremely powerful. You know, like water is all about our ability to flow, uh, to nurture, you know, our connections with family, our connections with friends. You can even incorporate some of the stuff into your meditations, into your visualizations and uh, how you're going about it would make a, it really does make a tremendous difference. I mean, I can't speak to that powerfully enough. Find something that you really enjoy and stick with that. And the things that you don't enjoy doesn't mean that you're a failure. It just means that you are different and you need to find what works for you. Yeah, absolutely. Just to, oh, I had a, I had a audio reminder pop up for my child's remote schooling that I forgot to turn off. So no problem. <laughs> that will be part of our, our background today. So well, I wanted yeah. to, I wanted to talk about anxiety because that's a big thing that's impacting well-being right now, especially with the election right around the corner. Can you talk about, and in your book, I noticed there is some content on fear, um, which of course fear is so connected to anxiety. Um, how does that play into 
into the work that you do. So whenever we become afraid, it's this mechanism that puts up a wall and it shuts us off from other people. And so the reason why I love not fear is one of the cornerstones of the wall method is because it's, it's very easy to just go into this place of fear where we're just willing to shut things off as opposed to choosing to respond to a situation to where you're embracing a situation or something that's new and look at it from the positive aspects. The, the election cycle in general, people are so focused on the differences and the negativity. Like I, I've never seen a time with so much animosity and people just being willing to shut other people out for basically who they're voting for. And that, that really plays against that love, not fear mentality. Like we shouldn't be afraid of things that are different from us. And we need to learn how to embrace people despite our differences. Because when it comes down to it, we're all different. We're all unique. We all have a unique constitution. We have different needs, different strengths, different weaknesses. If you were to judge every person and everything on your differences, you would never have a tribe. So we have to learn to find ways to come together more and to see the commonalities and not just the differences. Right, absolutely, thank you. So I wanted to ask you kind of your best advice for people who are just feeling drained, mind, body, and spirit right now. Something that um, is fast and easy, kind of a way into your work or your, your method that is um, mm -hmm. not so overwhelming kind of in yeah. the, in the, when you're um, bottoming out on the emotional or spiritual um, energy well, um, how can someone kind of get a foothold in, in the, the process of, of recovery or renewal? My top piece of advice for everyone is to create a daily habit doing something that you really love doing that's just for you. So this can't be something that would be great for you to do with your kids or great for you and your spouse. You need to take at least 15 minutes a day to do something that you enjoy. Now I'm gonna get back to the tea thing that I talked about earlier because that's one of my daily routines that I've cultivated that I have done for the past several years. Now, I, I love starting my day with a cup of tea. It's, it's a consistent habit. Whenever you're able to make something consistent, the mind, gravitates towards that and it relates to it in a positive way because the mind needs consistency in order to feel stable and happy. So the more consistent things you're doing in the course of a day, the more that you're priming the rest of your day and your mind to be happy and to have a positive response. And also when you're prioritizing your own well-being and things that you enjoy, you're teaching yourself that you are important and that is important to take time for you. You're also setting that good example for other people in your life. I guarantee that if you're able to do this and you're able to take this 15 minutes a day to do something just for you, whether that's a cup of tea or sitting and reading your favorite book, or it doesn't matter what it is, just do something that you enjoy. It's going to make it so much easier than to go and do those other things that you need to do that you don't enjoy. Right. Yes. Cause we all have those things in our schedule, but adding some yeah. joy into the day can make a big difference. So thank you so much. Where can people learn more about you and your work? I am very easy to find jayajayamira.com and every social media channel at jayajayamira. Wonderful. Well, thank you so much for sharing your time and your expertise with us today. And when does your book come out? 
It comes out January 5th, but it is available now for pre-sale. So you can find it Barnes and Noble, Amazon, uh, and pre-order a copy now. All right, well, that is great news. Things will be looking up in 2021 because we will be able to access this great resource. Thank you so much. And I, I really appreciate your time. Yeah, thank you for having me. All right. Thank you so much for listening. I hope that that conversation was helpful to you. I know we touched on a lot of topics, but didn't delve into great detail. If you're interested in learning more, her book is available in the beginning of January 2021, and she also has more information available at her websites and various social media outlets. So again, that's Myra Godfrey, and her book is The Soul of Purpose. I wanted to apologize if you heard any audio um, mishaps during that recording. Um, I was messing with the volume during the recording. I also have major construction going on in my neighborhood. There was a digital reminder going off for my child's remote schooling. It's just one of those days and it doesn't seem to matter where I go in my house. It's just, um, you can hear all of this, all of this stuff. So I apologize. I hope that wasn't too distracting. And I, I hope that you're able to have a restful, peaceful week despite the stress going on in the world and stay centered and grounded in your own purpose and what brings you joy. I look forward to seeing you next week and I, I hope that you have a, a good weekend. Thanks so much. Please sleep well and stay well. Bye-bye. It's the Sleep Well, Stay Well podcast. Now you know. Thanks for checking out the show.